Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top Extra Kick Extra Kick Podcast. Hey, this is Coach Rory, and I'm here with Coach Dylan, and you are listening to another episode of the Run to the Top Extra Kick Podcast. Today we are talking about trail running and etiquette for running the trails. Now, both Dylan and I would consider ourselves road runners, um, but since we're residents of Arizona, we have some amazing access right here in Flagstaff and the surrounding areas to some incredible trails. Um, I'd say I work in trails maybe a couple times a week. I know we've both discussed down the road once our road racing days are over, we'd like to get into the um, trail scene, maybe the ultra scene. I personally have done 150K, um, but I really love the trail running culture when I love, um, I really love the trail running culture. When I lived in Phoenix, um, I had an opportunity to do quite a bit of trail races with the local group called Era Viper running. And if you don't know them, uh, they're based in the Southwest and they put on some, some excellent races, but through training with that group, I kind of learned, um, gradually the ins and outs of trail running growing up in the Midwest didn't have a whole lot of options to do that kind of running. So um, first, what I'd, I'd like to talk about when you're out there as a trail runner, we're going to talk about right of way and yielding. So it's my understanding that you are to uh, yield to other people who are basically slower, slower than you. So if you're out there running, you would actually want to be considerate of the hikers and yield to them. And if you are a mountain biker or cyclist, they should be yielding to the runners. Now, um, when it comes to like horses, I don't know if you have horseback riders where you're at, the runners are supposed to yield to the horses. So I just want to kind of lay that out. I know some runners get frustrated by hikers, but uh, you should do your best to be considerate of them. Definitely give them a, a heads up typically you're going to stay on the right. And if you're passing someone slower, you want to pass on the left. Now, when it comes to, to mountain bikers, if you have any mountain biker friends, maybe you want to alert them of this. Um, they are supposed to yield to the runners. And I, I don't always see this happening. I, yeah, let's get into some more specifics. What are some, what are some other things that, um, coach Dylan, that you think you need to do when you're on the trails? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things for myself when we're running in trails, and you know, it doesn't have to be like a, a single track trail. You know, you can, there's double track, very wide, especially in here in Arizona. We actually have like four service roads and really wide trails, but specifically on the more narrow pathways, single tracks, double tracks, where there might be a lot of traffic. What I really hate running into is when I'm coming up behind someone and they're wearing headphones. And the reason why I don't like this is because most of the time when I'm coming by someone and we're not coming by slowly and you know, you're supposed to be vocal, you know, let them know that you're passing on the left, make sure that, you know, they're aware that you're there. But if you're wearing headphones and you have your phone on you or something, music playing device, it can be really hard to hear. And a lot of times you just end up spooking these people. And it just causes a lot of stress. And especially if, you know, even if you're not running, let's say that 
you know, you're on a bike coming off, coming behind a runner on a trail or, you know, you're crossing a trail and maybe there's a car or some other sort of uh, motor vehicle behind you. One of the biggest things is, you know, if you're going to be running on the trails, just make sure that you're not just immersed in your in your music or podcasts and whatever. It's uh, it's really important just for, for your own safety, really, just to not be blasting music when you're running on the trails. It's just for, for safety caution uh, precautions and, you know, out of respect for the other runners. But one thing I also run into a lot here, specifically in town, and again, living in rural North Carolina, it, w- it was much worse, so much worse. But here you still see it, and Flagstaff has a very big dog population, and it's great. I love seeing people out walking, running, you know, hiking with their dogs. I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's really a part of the culture here, and and but people really take advantage of that. But what gets kind of carried away sometimes is that people let their dogs off the leash. And if you don't know this or not, but when you're on you know, a public property or whatnot and you're on a trail, your dog has to be on the leash. Um, it's, it's, it's ingrained in, in, in local laws a lot of times. And even if your dog is really friendly, it's really frightening for runners to be running into these dogs on, on trails. And especially when the owner is nowhere in sight and you're unaccompanied, they're unaccompanied. We run in this all the time, especially in one of our biggest parks here, Buffalo park people, you know, this is one of the most popular parks and people still let their dogs run around. Uh, pretty aimlessly. I actually got bit uh, in over the summer in the calf. And yeah, I mean, it didn't cause, I didn't have to get stitches or anything like that, but it, it was just basically due to the dog being off the leash and, and the owner not really having control. So this is, again, Flagstaff, it's, this is very rare that this happens. In North Carolina, I could tell you stories about, you know, I knew where every dog was. I knew which, which dog was going to chase me. And I can tell you that all those owners of those dogs did not care either because it's just me on country roads, you know, trying to run away from you know, these big dogs who are protecting property. So a little bit different situation if you're running in a public place. But yeah, so wearing headphones on the trail, I think is really important and making sure that, you know, if you're running with a dog, you know, keeping it you know tight to you if you're running and not allowing it to really have an effect on other runners. And, and, and maybe if, uh, you know, maybe trying to kind of get away with it on that side. I actually had a thought of it'd be really cool for for runners to have some sort of handheld device, maybe it clips onto your waistband or something along those lines. This could be had been created, just an idea, just kind of off the top of my head, but it's like a dog whistle mm-hmm. that you could clip almost to your, your shorts, very small, so that, you know, if a dog comes after you, you know, you don't have to be defensive and harm the dog. And, you know, and it's, and by using the device, it could also not harm you or, uh, you know, you're not harming it. It's not harming you. Um, again, just a random idea that just came off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, those, those are my really two when it comes to where I'm running, because this is something that I run into all the time, um, especially on the trails. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what else, what other items do you notice when you're out running, especially cause you're running a little bit different times than I am. But what are you experiencing out there that may be of a difference to my own? So I got to agree on the the headphones. Uh, I think there was a trail run maybe a couple months back when the weather was a little bit nicer and 
a lot of people are out. And my friend and I passed about seven to eight people on the trail. Only one of them was not wearing headphones. And of the other seven, we gave them kind of a heads up. We were trying to pass on the left. We even kind of yelled out at one point. Uh, they had the music cranked up so high. I get that. I like to listen to my music and podcasts, but they had the music cranked up so high. I'd say the majority of them, like you said, were spooked yeah. and surprised and kind of shocked. And a couple of people gave us this offended look when we, we cruised by them. You know, we were going at a good clip for the trails, but I think that's definitely a responsibility. At least keep the music at a reasonable volume. And of course, they have all these headphones, the aftershocks and similar versions that I think are great where you can still listen to your music and be aware of the surroundings. As far as the trail etiquette, another thing that comes to mind would be trash. I know if you're um, doing those longer runs on the trails, you know, sometimes you're out there for three, four hours, and let's not even get into the really long effort some of these runners are training for, but you got to bring your fuel. Uh, I think at least my friends, the ones I know, are pretty good about it, but um, they'll make sure that they don't drop any garbage, even if it's just the little... Uh, top to the gel packets, but I do, I do see a fair amount of gel packets, um, might be accidental from the runners. And then of course, other trash, you know, I hate it when I see plastic water bottles, sometimes I'll pick those up and make sure they're disposed of. But, um, I do have to admit one thing that, uh, my friend kind of called me out on was, you know, getting rid of stuff that is biodegradable, like eventually. Um, obviously water bottles are eventually going to break down what after centuries, but I'm talking about things like a banana peel. Um, those can be around for, I think I, I was looking it up, I think five to six weeks, banana peels there. And then even things like toilet paper, if you bring a little bit of toilet paper, paper towels, those are there for about three to four weeks. Now I know we have bathroom emergencies and that might be a tricky one to, to navigate, but that, that at least made me more conscious of not even throwing my stray banana peel. Yeah. Yeah. Just being conscious is, is, is important. Just having that awareness and knowing kind of the areas that you were in, you know, make sure you can get to waste baskets. If you can carry it, carry it. You know, I, I can tell you how many pairs of shorts I have that have just goose stuck all over the inside just because I, I'm running and it's just not, it's not respectful, especially on these, these trails and these mountains or whatever it is that you're running to, to leave that kind of stuff behind. I personally hate seeing it. It, it really makes a, a beautiful place turn into, you know, something a little bit unsavory, I'd say at, at some, in some places. Um, I've definitely been on some, some runs on the West coast where you're in, you're in really nice, like it seems beautiful weather, beautiful trail, but it's just, People have come and just, you know, populated it and trashed it. And it's really sad because there's not a lot of uh, paid maintenance crew to come pick up these trails. So it's um, it's important to just take care of that and make sure that you're being conscious not to to be wasteful and, you know, polluting the the trails that you're on. Yeah. I mean, like you said it, too. I actually uh, went when, you know, with toilet paper and having used the bathroom. I mean, I have to use the bathroom on runs all the time. It's it's not uncommon. You know, I'd say when we meet up for a run. I'd say, you know, there's probably 20 or 30 people around it. I'd say 10 or 15 of them are using the bathroom somewhere along the lines. And, you know, one thing, if you carry your own toilet paper with you, that's good. I think that there's nothing wrong with that, I'd say. 
just make sure that, you know, it'd be good to have some sort of that more biodegradable toilet paper. And, um, I actually took a class one time, not really a class, but it was, um, it was with the, the forest service when I was working with Rob Carr and his ultra camps, I was helping him out. And every, every, every year they have a, a talk with all the athletes and, and we basically talk about, and it's called how to poop in the woods. It's, it's led by Ian Torrance. It's really funny. And yeah, basically it's, it's just knowing what the etiquette is getting far enough off trail is really important. You know, making sure that you're a few hundred feet off trail is, is good. Um, and then making sure that you're digging a hole actually with like the back of your heel and basically using the bathroom in that hole, a small hole, you know, think about like, um, if you can get, you know, six, eight inches under that's, that's usually fine. And then, you know, making sure that you bury everything with that toilet paper, excrement, whatever it is, and cover it up. Because what happens is there's wildlife, right? And they come by and, you know, they sniff it. And, you know, a lot, if you, you're just right next to the trail, you know, you're going to basically maybe endanger other people or spook other people or, um, you know, cause more wildlife to kind of make their way toward these more populated areas. And, not only put you in potential danger, but put them in danger too. I mean, they're, they're animals who are, who are living in these areas. And, you know, if, if a human runs into them, you know, that could definitely cause a stir and, you know, potentially cause some, um, more invasive procedures that we don't want to really talk about. Anyways, it's, it's really just making sure, Hey, you get off trail, making sure that you're, you're digging a hole, burying everything, you know, making sure that you're leaving it, the way that you found it as best as possible. That's maybe like my best recommendation, making sure that you're not overturning too many things. Um, yeah. And then just not leaving things out in, in, in the, out in the open. It's just respect to the nature and respect to everybody else who enjoys those trails too. That's a great point. Actually that same friend who was kind of pointing that out mentioned with the toilet paper, uh, bearing it is a good way to make sure it doesn't interfere with the local ecosystem. So dig a hole, folks. As a final note, I know we uh, kind of pointed out some things that irk us about, you know, it could be other people on the trail. But I think one thing that ties in with etiquette is just being friendly. Let's let's try to create a positive um, culture out there on the trails. I know I always try to say hi or wave to all types of people, whether it's someone on horseback, hiker, cyclists, I think even just, um, extending that friendly smile can be a good place to start and just make the trails a, a better place to be. So on that note, uh, thanks for listening and we'll, uh, see you next time.